just got your asses whipped by a bunch of goddamn nerds. Hey, sports fans, welcome to Sports Nerds. Here are your hosts, Dr. Samuel J. and Dr. Brian Schrader. Uh, Brian, we're going to get this ball rolling today, buddy, because I know you're a little under the weather and you've got a big day of pajama sitting in do. to do, correct? I'm going to soldier on, though, because it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, we need to get better at this. We need to get better at recording. But, I mean, I mean, I think finally we have some some juicy stories to cover. Yeah. It's true. Week. It was a bad combination of, like, life getting in the way. Like, uh, well, we were going to record last week and then I had a car breakdown and just stuff. But also there wasn't that much stuff to talk about so it kind of it kind of worked out nice we, we weren't going to do 45 minutes about that dude from the bachelor cheating at FanDuel, right wait what was that that was I last mean, week that, like that was the lead story was the bachelor dude was it really the guy who did not send you that i don't no, know you should talk about it no a guy who was on the bachelor or the bachelorette or one of those weird shows yeah um and the uh, i guess his girlfriend or fiance or wife who was also on the show Okay. They won um a million dollar FanDuel or uh what's the other one? DraftKings, one Draft of the two. Uh, um, and that the, there's suspicion that they were cheating that it was one of those um those million dollar ones you can only enter a certain number of of lineups. And so these people. <laughs> yeah. So awesome. so they each entered 150 lineups which was the max. Yeah. But but all 300 of them, his and hers combined, were totally different. Okay. So essentially, which why is that cheating? Gives, though? Well, because it's essentially one person entering three hundred, just using different names. Okay, I mean that's what happens. I, I guess I don't understand what the issue is because once you get into those contests that are over like five dollars, everybody's using fucking some sort of weird computer algorithm to, to select their lineups anyway. So well, it's I'm not sure. the algorithm. It's not the algorithm selecting the lineups. It's how many lineups you can enter. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I don't know. I guess I'm not too upset by it. If I had, well, just I mean, just like you know, we just did our bull pick'em. Shout out to Marcus Porosky for. Oh no, he took second. Who won that? Second. Ben Kaleberg. Oh, good job. Shout ben. out, to ben. well done on the tiebreaker. On the tie no, break. but it, like on our thing, like you can only enter one thing, right? Uh, you can only yeah. enter the pick'em once. Correct. Yes. If I just yeah. entered ten different things or twenty under different names, that would give me more more opportunity to win. Right. Okay. That's why it would be. That's why it would be unfair. Well, then they should. Then then they should have. I, I don't know what to say. Like a lot of those contests, they have limited numbers of entries that you can put in. So, isn't it DraftKings' fault or whoever created that? No, contest no. It fault? it was it was limited to to one hundred fifty thousand or how many? No, 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 no. Each person could put in one hundred and fifty lineups. That's. I don't know. I don't care. I mean, I don't know. I'm not upset by it. <laughs> I'm not upset by it. At all. I don't know if I'm like it, this is this is cold medicine. I don't know if I'm not explaining it well, or if you're not getting it, or if you're intentionally fucking with me. I no, can't no, tell. This is I understand. Fear and loathing saying. in Alka Seltzer, cold and sinus. I, I understand what I you're know. saying. Okay. All right. The, you can <laughs> I, I don't know if you're if you're. You can envision that one person created two accounts. Correct. Right? That's and what happened. Use those two accounts to submit 300 different correct rosters as opposed to yes, that's cheating. 150 yes that's cheating so you're telling me that you and jill or catherine and i or me and you 
like we would be above doing that, like opening up two different accounts, like using our account and submitting 300 different. I can't lineups. speak for you and Catherine, but when, 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 when my wife has played, she's played fantasy sometimes. Yeah. I, I have such integrity that it was two years ago in my fantasy football league. I reminded my wife, I said, you need to switch your quarterback out because that person's on a bye, which she did. And then she beat me and kept me out of the playoffs. So yeah, I'm above it. Man, I'm just, I'm just not, I'm just not, I'm <laughs> not above that kind of shit. But I also, I don't know, I don't, how much was the entry fee? Keep in mind, we're going to spend the rest of this podcast talking about cheating in baseball. So you can't defend cheating in gambling and then turn around and be like cheating in baseball bad. Just, just, just throwing that out there. Look, uh, yeah, exactly. We're going to talk about cheating in baseball in a minute. <laughs> I guess my philosophy when it comes to DraftKings or daily fantasy is, or my approach, not philosophy. I am selective about the contest that I get in. I try to limit it where able to like under a hundred entries, like total, like one or two entries per person, 100 entries max. Um, and then I like to play for like three to $5. And I don't know, yeah. like you can, it's not my life. It's not my livelihood. It's not my job. I understand for some people, like, it's their job. Well, and I think, and these people are. Out I think there. the bachelor guy is like his job. I think he's a professional. He, he fancies himself some sort of professional gambler. Oh, and I think that's the 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 million dollar ones tend to have high roller professional gambler types in them. I think, and I think that's why they noticed because FanDuel or whoever will review these things anyways and figure out if there was shenanigans happening. But it, I think what happened was it was other people who noticed, Hey, these two people know each other They They have, you know, semi-celebrity status yeah. and they have combined 300 totally different lineups, which is statistically impossible unless you, unless you're using a program and doing it on purpose. Right. That's correct. So I think they're not pissing off you or me playing for five bucks a weekend. They're pissing off other professional gamblers who are yeah. dropping 150 lineups at $10 a pop and somebody else wins a million dollars. Yeah. That pissed me off as well. Yeah. When is, when does, uh, first off, first thing, did you, uh, did you ever watch that front line on daily fantasy came out a couple of years ago? Um, I don't remember maybe remind it was pretty pretty interesting uh, i'm gonna look it up right now daily fantasy we're like our own producers here uh this fantasy sports gamble yeah came out a long time ago four years ago dominant yeah it was a while back it's uh interesting for sure um it's just about like how all the dudes who win money on those things are pro computer that's hackers that's yep, true yep that's basically that's, it. A, that's a true yep, thing that's i did i think i did i think i did watch that that you think you're playing against somebody filling out a lineup sitting on the crapper uh, in their office in the morning but it's actually a dude who's running thousands of simulations in a in a you know computer hacker den in yep. soho or some shit in this case yeah. it was some dude who was a, a frat fraternity gent frat boy as you would say and um he was doing this from his living room in the frat house, probably where date rape had just happened. But oh, Jesus Christ! What? I mean, I'm sorry out there, frat <laughs> brothers. I don't know. Like, uh, I'm trying to figure out when. Send a uh, hate mail to sam.j at altavista.com. <laughs> what the fuck? We cannot place our first bets in Colorado until May first. Huh. Interesting. Oh, did you guys pass gambling too? Yeah, dude. The first 
a local event well. you can bet on. Michigan just did. The first local event you can bet on will be the Rockies Phillies game on the night of May 1st and then nationally the Kentucky. Online you can do it? You can just do it through DraftKings or whatever? You can go into they can build can open um, fun. Yeah. I think that they're working on creating on making sports books in casinos but yeah you can also just do it online Huh. Can't wait. Can't wait. Love to gamble. Yeah. All right. So no, it'll be fun. Um let's talk baseball. What do you say, buddy? Um so this it's week, been an interesting couple of days. Of, a lot man. of crazy wild stuff. Uh the the major league baseball uh came down hard on the Astros. That would have been on Monday. Um suspended AJ Hinch, who's the Astros manager, as well as the uh, Astros general general manager Jeff Lunau, for one year. Within an hour or two, the Astros had announced that they were going to fire AJ Hinch, and he's gone. And then yesterday, the Red Sox got right after it, and they uh, parted ways with Alex Cora. Um, you want to give some background on on the cheating and what went on? Because I, I think we've covered it a tad, but you've been yeah. going deep into this. So so tell me what what happened. Yeah, and I think when we talked about it on the podcast last, I was, I was, it was when it, the the story had first broken, and I think I didn't really understand what had happened, but I'd done some more, some more reading about it subsequently. So I think I have a beat on it. No, no promises. Okay. But um, what was happening in Houston was, I guess originally, the, what they were doing was, um, uh, they were using a, a camera that was placed in center field, which I guess all major league teams are allowed to have, according to the most recent. Um, uh, CBA, the, the the players' agreement with the um, with Major League Baseball, the contract they have. Um, but the camera was only supposed to be used for for player development. But they were feeding that camera to their replay room in Houston and using that to decipher specifically the sequence of pitch calls uh, that the catcher was giving when there was a runner on second. That's how it started, anyways. Um, so if you know if if nobody's on base. A catcher will just drop down a standard set of um, hand hand signs for for pitch calls, right? One is a fastball, two, whatever. Um, But when you get a a runner on second base, they'll usually throw down a sequence of them, three or four of them in a row. And the the pitcher and catcher will know, hey, it's the first call I put down or it's the last call I put down, etc. But they were using that camera to decipher the order. And then they were telling... uh, base runners hey we know what the order is when if you get on second base it's the third call or the fourth call or whatever at least that's how it started and then it i think changed to hey we can use this to get an advantage all the time and that's when they started whistling and banging on trash cans and that sort of stuff and there's i mean some conflicting reports about who knew what and when but it sounds like it was primarily players it wasn't really the staff in the replay room it was kind of players doing it but it sounds like alex cora was definitely um in, involved in in either uh, from the outset or at the very least kind of took over control of this and helped kind of evolve the cheat the cheating that they were doing in doing in Houston um, yeah so uh, eventually they're just they're essentially using banging on trash cans to tell to tell people at the plate um, if it's you know if it's going to be a, an off-speed pitch a breaking ball or a curveball mm-hmm. something like that or if it's going to be no sound equals equals a fastball and trying to get an edge um, hitting. So that's 
it sounds like it was a, a pretty detailed um, scheme that evolved over time, not something they did once or twice, but something that they worked on and perfected and, and used to at least try to get a competitive advantage, whether or not they actually did or not. This is like the the same excuse that everybody makes when they take steroids. Do you remember? Uh, I think I think it was A-Rod who was saying this. Like, I don't think the steroids helped anyways. Yeah. A lot of a lot of these Astros hitters who aren't getting in trouble, by the way, even though they were they were aware of the cheating and were using the cheating, are like, well, it was really more of a distraction. It wasn't helping me hit yeah. anyhow, which was probably probably right. bullshit. Right. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I kind of even from the outset was was worried this was going to you know get back to the Red Sox, and there have been reports that the Red Sox were doing something similar. So I wouldn't be surprised if at the conclusion of an investigation of the Red Sox, you get something similar. Um, I'm pretty sure though that this suspension for um uh aj hinch and the the gm who are now fired or i'm sorry let let me rephrase that i think that the suspension for cora is not for anticipating him getting in trouble for red sox stuff i think it's because of the role that he played in the the astro stuff um it's not good okay so i guess okay so thank you for that explanation obviously it makes sense for people who don't necessarily um, follow the game of baseball as much as I do. Why do you think that this particular situation is given so much significance, especially when we consider the history of cheating in baseball and the history of, of stealing signs? What makes this unique that would warrant uh, the hammer falling on these two managers so quickly? Because I think, I mean, there's yeah. a history of this. There have been cases like this, but what makes this part different? Is it the, hey, yeah, go ahead. It's the tech, okay. I think, okay. yeah. Um, I think I think that's it. That I, it, It's not against the rules to steal right. signs. I mean, but it is, if you can do it with your eyes on second base, that's different than than zooming and using uh-huh. a camera and using, and using technology. Um, I don't know. Where, where do you stand on it? <sighs> No, it's, it's, do you, do you, yeah. Where do you stand? Yeah, no, it's cheating. I mean, I kind of think that within reason, the, the pitcher and catcher should be able to, to sort of have a, is, is this, is this a weird, a weird analogy for this? Did you ever play Madden as a kid? Yeah. It's like screen cheating. You know what I mean? Like the other person's choosing their play calls, you know, don't look at it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's just. The, the 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 gamesmanship the the sort of the ethos of the game should be at the very least let them decide what pitch they're going to throw whether or not they execute and whether or not you can you know uh, strategize against it is is what makes the game interesting but the fact that you can hit a fastball if you know it's a fastball or lay off a curveball when you know it's going to be a curveball is is less interesting to me so yeah um no i think it's i think I think it's the right I, I think it's something we don't want to base. Okay. So we're okay with the sign stealing if done without the tech. But when done with the tech, you get some sort of an unfair advantage. Um you get an advantage that, yeah. that the other team net can't necessarily overcome, is what you're saying. Well, it's on second base, you're usually not really stealing signs. Yeah. Because because they're using that sequence and it's unlikely that one player is gonna decode the sequence while they're standing out there. Almost impossible. Right. What you're usually doing on second base, or at least this is my understanding, I never played pro baseball or anything, is that you're giving location. You say, oh, the pitchers, the the, the catchers lined up inside. So you might say, you know, the ball's going to come inside or something like that. I I, I don't think, 
I don't think it was as detailed as we've decoded your signs and we're going to be able to tell you it's a, a fastball versus an off-speed pitch. Because honestly, we, you watch a lot of baseball and, and listen to, to announcers and color commentators. They make it seem like it's three-dimensional chess going on. But truthfully, most of those hitters are just trying to get on a mm-hmm. fastball. It's not that complicated, yeah. right? I mean, <laughs> if they know, if, if all these all these pro hitters, if they know a fastball is coming down, it's batting practice at that point. They can start to swing early. They know it's going to be roughly around the plate. I mean, it's it's it really is the are you being you know caught off guard with a with a breaking ball when you think it's going to be a fastball and you start to swing and you can't stop it or something like that. So, I mean, that's that's a that's a lot of information inside outside. That stuff that you know the, the the where a catcher is lining up information from a second baseman that probably is more distracting than helpful because catchers are smart they'll line up inside and then move at the last moment so um it, I, I'm I'm struggling with this for like two yeah. other reasons I'm not being a very good co-host so I'm actually let, let, let me ask let me let me ask let me ask you two questions yeah. like someone pointed this out on Twitter and not everything has to be about the Patriots but. This seems like a really dramatic punishment, a pretty extreme punishment, considering we've had technology technology cheating accusations in other sports. Yes, right. Filming the opposing team's uh, hand signals when they're relaying plays to to their offense to their defense. Bill Belichick seems to always be at the center of this. This happened this year, where there was you know the Patriots came out and apologized for accidentally filming a sideline or something yeah, like that. We had. Sean Payton. No, Sean Payton got suspended for like a year, right? When they were like listening in. To Is that what they were doing? I couldn't remember. Um, from the other team. Yeah, like they had, they had, they, they, they like monkeyed with the wiring or something okay. like that to, to listen in. I mean, the technology stuff definitely makes this worse. I sent you a thing on Twitter this morning. I, I don't know if you saw it. it. Yes. I follow um, this, uh, this Red Sox. Um, he's a baseball writer, but he's like a big Red Sox fan. And he posted this, uh, this video. Do you remember the summer the Red Sox played? Um, the, the Yankees in London. Yes. And just like both those games were terrible. They were like 20 to 25. There was a shitload of runs. They were playing in like some weird soccer stadium. Um, but there was an, uh, Alex Cora was doing a post game interview after the second one. And I don't think anyone understood what he was saying then, but in retrospect, they, they ask him, they're like, what happened here? And he makes this joke. He's like, yeah, I was joking that, that Carlos Beltran who formerly played with the Astros was the best off season acquisition for the Yankees. And he basically, what he says is they were doing a great job cheating in London, doing the exact same stuff that the Astros were doing before. And that the Red Sox, I guess, allegedly or theoretically were doing in 2018 when they won their world series. The question is if, if the punishment is manager and GM get a one year suspension and it turns out that this is widespread in baseball, then what do you, I mean, I think we have the same, because core is saying this is already yes. at the Yankees, that it's not just the Astros, that it's not just the Astros and the Red Sox, but it's the Astros, the Red Sox, and it's the Yankees. And that probably means it's a dozen other teams. Then 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 you get this like weird steroid mm-hmm. situation where you 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 have the Mitchell report to the 2020 version of the Mitchell report where you have to say, okay, let's all come clean that we're all fucking cheating using video cameras. Nobody can get suspended because otherwise we won't have baseball anymore. Like, I don't know. No, I think that's, I think I was going to say the exact same thing. It, it's another, it's another occurrence of baseball having some sort of internal edict that fans and outside stakeholders aren't really aware of. And that's a major problem because the product that we 
like the thing that we're consuming is actually not the product that's being produced behind closed doors. And baseball has, I, I guess what you're saying is kind of, again, baseball has proven itself incapable. Major League Baseball has proven itself incapable of getting ahead of these things in ways that can um, not not taint or limit the taint on its image is i mean it, it happened with with you know this is this is bud selig right this is bud selig after steroids you know finding finding scapegoats and very quickly uh attaching blame to those people i think how is that not working the same way here especially you know rhetoric rhetorically yeah. for the astros and the red sox or i mean the astros uh, certainly it's i mean that that's how this stuff functions in the public sphere it's functioning to divert attention away from other things that might be happening that we that you know are are that need attention towards this thing that uh, serves as kind of the 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 container vessel for all of the bad stuff that's going on in Major League Baseball. And it sounds like, as you had said, if we go back to the to the Cora video, this is not a one or two team um, uh, uh, you know tool. This is being used across Major League Baseball by other uh, organizations. And I and I, I I'm not going to argue against you. I think you're 100 percent right. Well, I think maybe maybe you touched on it there that maybe this is Manfred trying not to let this become steroids. That maybe it is the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Astros, whomever, but it has not gotten to all thirty teams yet. But it does seem like it's spreading like a wildfire, right? It's sort of it started with the Astros, Cora leaves, Beltron leaves. It starts to happen at those uh-huh. places. Folks from them are going to leave. Maybe this is like. Before this spreads any farther, I mean, a year suspension for for a manager and for a GM is, I mean, I th- I think it's not really getting the attention it deserves for for just how severe it really is. That I I, I assume any good GM now is is sitting down with everybody and saying, "Listen, I know you want to win, and I know we're looking for every edge that we can, but we need to do it within the the letter of the rule book. And if this shit's going on, I want to know about it now." So I can clean house if I need to, or at least you know be prepared for a PR shitstorm. Um, There's so so. I mean, maybe maybe it is. Maybe it's an attempt to sort of carve out a space to prevent that from happening. I don't know. It's interesting that baseball has this mystique about it, and it's this mis- it, it, like mystique. I mean, in a very very kind of clear definition of mis- mystique, which is kind of you know this. Let me actually look it up to see what the definition is. Um, Definitely, I looked it up right now. It's um, an, an, I'm just, uh, I was about to make a terrible joke. Fascinating aura <laughs> of mystery, awe, and power surrounding someone or something. Um, it's a construction. It's it's a constructed aura. I think socially constructed for sure. Um, but it serves the purpose of kind of protecting whatever entity has that mystique around it. And baseball has. I think baseball has that more than any of the other professional sports. There's there's an access to our players that we don't have that that we have. I think with with football, uh, with basketball, even with hockey, that just doesn't come along with baseball. I think, and I don't understand that. I really don't understand that. I could. I don't think I'm making it up. I, I there's there's nostalgia involved, right? I think there's a place of baseball in in our culture. Uh, at the historical significance that he's that it's had, and say what you will about baseball not being popular now. I yeah. mean, over the course of of American history, it's been arguably the most popular professional sport. But I think that that mystique serves a purpose 
when it comes to separating the fans from the products and the people on the field uh, in ways that may not be at work with these other professional sports. Yeah. Does that make sense? I mean, I think, I think it, it does. Yeah. And it's about, it's specifically about the rules, I would say too. Yeah. 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 Right. That, that, that the rules of a lot of these other sports tend to be like very cut and dry black yeah. and white, but base baseball is the one sport that has all the sort of unwritten rules. Yeah. And, and, and also sort of like the fudging of rules I mean, stuff down. Uh, uh, obviously, balls and strikes are pretty subjective. We've had you know discussions and debates about about uh, 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 robot umpires, etc. But I mean, a, a neighborhood play at second base is is a thing that, you know, as a young baseball fan, I never understood mm-hmm. that the second baseman could leave second base early. Yeah, essentially, not even make contact with second base to avoid getting slid into, mm-hmm. and that player would still be called out. It was like a, you would have been out had they touched the bag, therefore you're out sort of thing, Yeah, which, which has kind of gone away in the, in the era of, of video replay. So that's, that's changed a little bit, but mm-hmm. there's definitely sort of the, an old guard, um, unwritten rules of baseball thing. And, 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 and that included cheating, right? That was, yeah. you can, you can sort of bend the rules and play around with the rules a, a little bit. But then the more technology you have, I think I made I made this point last time we we did this. We talked about this on the podcast when the, f- the story first broke a few months back, or whenever that was. That the funny thing about this is it's it's one hundred percent a technological issue. Yeah, because twenty years ago, thirty years ago, I just don't think the camera the camera technology was good enough. Mm-hmm. First of all, to probably be picking up on uh, signs, catchers catchers putting down signs from center field, but certainly not enough to relay it in real time to a, a a TV that you special mounted right outside of your dugout. Do you know what I mean? Like these, if this was something that they were capable of doing a long time ago, they obviously would have done it. So, I mean, in a lot of ways then we could say major league baseball or baseball in particular plays up human error or accepts human error as this, as this component of, of the mystique that we're talking about. Like human error is natural in baseball. It's accepted in way, in ways that maybe isn't in other sports. Like, yeah, I think that's true. It, like, we would accept get, it isn't even right. It's like embraced, embraced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm like, isn't that you play? You played baseball later on in life than I did. Like, was there was there sort of a, a a feeling of yeah? Sometimes calls go against you and they're just wrong, but that it'll kind of even out. Yeah, yeah. Like that definitely. You definitely you can see that on the court if you watch enough basketball, mm-hmm. where a bad call happens, you see the replay, everyone in the in the in the stadium boos. And then two minutes later, you'll get a bad call the other way. Yeah. And I think everyone sort of says, okay, that, you know, the call five minutes ago was shitty. So this is a makeup call or two minutes ago, whatever it was. Think about that. I think, I think that was part of it in baseball. But once you get, you, 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 the more technology sort of ushers in um, this idea of precision and, and objectivity, mm-hmm. objective balls and strikes. We all have the stupid, you know, K zone thing now, frame by frame, slow motion showing us first uh, tags at tags at second base or, or who's safe at first base, that the naked eye could never, ever capture that it sort of by necessity has to give way to that, that old culture of, of acceptance of error and, and, and pushing the boundaries of the letter of the law and, and all those sorts of things. If you were an alien and you came to the U S and you wanted somebody to explain baseball to you, if you're <laughs> um, let, like, let's imagine you're one of those Uber 
intellectual, logical aliens that get, you know, that tend to get produced and 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 shown in American movies a lot. If you tried to explain baseball to this alien, they would think you were fucking crazy. Like, here's this case, here's here's the strike zone, right? We understand what the strike zone is and exactly where it is, right? Like literally the <laughs> rules lay out where the strike zone is based on the plate, the player, et cetera, et cetera. But yet we openly embrace the flexibility of an umpire strike zone during the course of a game. That's fucking crazy. Like if you, yeah. that's, that's ridiculous. That it be, they figured out replay on place the plate and, you know, base running, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, catching balls in the outfield even, but baseball is not at all interested in, in having computers dictate balls and strikes. And that's pretty wild. Like, where? What other sports? Well, I guess. I mean, I don't know, dude. It's well, how about it just really ground goals? Yeah. I mean, baseball stadiums aren't the same size and shape. Yeah, for sure. For catwalks sure. in Tampa Bay, it's all stupid. Yeah, dude, it really is. It really is. Um, man, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you do about it, though. I mean, no, no, it's. it's I think no, no. I, sh- I should say this too. The Astros are stupid. Like, there's no way you keep this a secret. Yeah. Because the players who are involved in it are obviously going to go to other places, and that's how that's apparently that's how what happened is a dude was playing for uh, I don't know some other team, X other team, and they were about to play the Astros, and he was just like to his teammates, "Hey, just so you know, <laughs> this is what they do." Yeah. Like yeah. I, you had to know that was going to happen. Now. Was the expectation on the Astros part? Well, I mean, one of two things. Either they thought it was never going to get out, in which case you're stupid, or they thought it was going to get out and just nobody would care. They would they would tip their cap to them and say, well, you know. Well, don't you think that that, that I, I I have – I don't think that AJ, AJ Hinch, if he knew about it or or whomever knew about it at, at a above-the-player level, level, I have a hard time thinking that they were – that they were wanting to hide something or that they thought they needed to hide something. I don't, I, I, what I, I guess what I'm trying to say is they do this because part of them has to think that this is accepted and it's okay huh. in the world of baseball, right? It's in the world of baseball where, where lines are not clear, where ambiguity and unwritten rules thrive. Why would you not think that some, that you can get away with something like this and that people aren't going to be up in arms about it? In the world of baseball, I think literally inside the world of baseball, not from the fan perspective, but from the player, the coach, the GM perspective, it sounds like this is kind of, if not accepted, assumed, at the least, go back to what Cora said in that press conference and how you kind of unpacked it. Like, it's why wouldn't you think you can get away with it in a world such as as ambiguous as Major League Baseball? You got to post that press conference on on Facebook so people can see it. But honestly, I watched it twice, and I think what he's saying is they did a better job at cheating than we did. Yeah, he was like they were very precise and very they got their details right, and we need to work on our details. I think he was like they were they they did a better job stealing our signs than we did of stealing their signs. Yeah, he he wasn't mad. I gotta go. It, back it, it was it was exactly what you just described. It was like, well, good, well done. You know, cheating's cheating, and you did a good job cheating. I think we have um, a new paper idea, though. 
Right? How does the mystique of, of major, how does the mystique of professional baseball allow for cheating? Right. How does the, what we'll to figure it out? I like the mystique of baseball though. It's a good yeah. paper title. It's probably way up, maybe more up our alley too. I need to post this video. X-Men metaphors. Video. Um, do you have any closing comments on that? I think I might end things now because I got to go. Yeah. I got to go poop, but we can keep talking for a second. That Let makes, me. That makes two of us. Yeah. You got to poop. A little poopy poop. Um, Always. How did I heard you farted in the hall the other day? How'd that go? <laughs> that was a private, hilarious text. Well, you know, it's, it was. I was very proud of that text because I, I I used ninja as a verb. I tried to ninja. A fart. I did see that. Props to you. Um, you. We'll try to do this next week. I think you're visiting my campus next week. Maybe. I, yeah. Hopefully. Um, but if you're here, then we should. Uh, yeah. We should do a podcast. It's a good idea. Um, be safe out there, everybody. If you're in Iowa, be safe. Is it how? What's the weather like now in the Michigan area? Uh, we're supposed to get some snow tonight. Probably the snow that iced up Iowa. Damn. And then this weekend, we're supposed to get dumped on again. We had an ice storm last week, but it didn't turn out as bad as they they were worried about. I guess. How do I share it? But there was like an inch of ice. I don't know, half an inch of ice on the ground. It was weird. That's a lot. That's a lot of ice. How do I share a tweet? Yeah. On, how do you share it? That's a good question. On um, how do, okay, so I can embed the tweet. <laughs> okay, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. This uh, is definitely me. Let me see if I can post it on there. Everybody, thanks for listening to today. Um, we uh, we'll get your money out to uh, we'll get Ben's money out to him and Marcus's money out to him one of these days. I got third, so I don't who I don't have to share any money with with any of y'all. And you're gonna cover my entry fee with your with, your with wings, my right? money, yeah, for sure. I don't know what, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> One of these days, I'll get money from you. I'm just not sure when. Um, what else do we have to add? I don't know what's going on. If you haven't listened to to uh, my other podcast that I do with Brian's brother, um, we made it a year, so we're kind of proud of that. A lot of episodes, a too. lot of episodes, fifty-two, a lot of listeners. Episodes. Yeah, I'm trying to secure an interview for for next. You're gonna run out of breweries, man. Uh, oh, what do you think? Oh, declaration closed. So well, they haven't closed. No, oh, sorry, they filed for Chapter Eleven bankruptcy. They did not. They did not close. You're correct. Um, we Though it sounds like they might be uh, in some trouble today. Yeah, they have been kind of in the in the craft Denver craft beer news now for a couple of weeks. Things are rough. But uh, all right. Well, um, I have nothing more to add to this conversation. I did take yeah. a bunch of notes because I think we do finally have perhaps a NCA paper idea that we yeah. can we can flesh out, get to working on, so that way we can ensure that our tenure and promotion happens. Um, exactly. That's all I got, buddy. I want you to get better. Right. Okay, be safe. Yeah, I'm gonna go take some more medicine and pass take, out. Take some medicine. Bye 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 bye. <laughs> Later, dude. Just got your asses whipped by a bunch of goddamn nerds.